the Pro Wrestling Bowl. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you, because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three, and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the number is 82 Designs. 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82 Designs, at F-O-U-R, 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, Go to four82designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's a light years better than our first one. Also, we survived the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. It's the Working Fans Podcast. Welcome back. It's the man they call Dave. It's AJ Strangebrew. And as we said, we're going to talk top five MJF dream matches any era. AJ, before we get started, any big wrestling stuff you just kind of want to talk about that happened this week? I think that first we need to talk about the fact that that video looks like me, you, and Joe are three homeless dudes, and Chevy's basically our parole officer trying to help us get back into the good graces, into the world. So that's a nice video. The world of wrestling is on fire. This whole, the biggest story is Bray Wyatt, baby. How could it not be? No, it is definitely the biggest story. I would agree. I was kind of looking. So much wrestling happens during the week now, and we just came off an AEW episode. So I'm like, ah, what's he going to say? Like, to me, the biggest news still of the week is Bray Wyatt Smackdown tonight as we're recording this live on YouTube what's gonna happen next what do you think man any idea uh, we had a week where Daniel Bryan and Chris Jericho wrestled their asses off and still Bray Wyatt by far is the biggest storyline everybody's talking about the Bray Wyatt six now and who's gonna be in the Bray Wyatt six even Eva Marie for Christ's sake sent out a message or a tweet or whatever the hell she sent out that alluded to the fact that she might be part of the Bray Wyatt six which Eva Marie. Please, Lord my <laughs> God, do not let that happen. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's speculate here. Let's see. I'll come up with people, and you agree. Maybe you add on somebody. Or I, I, well, I know you and I agree on two people to begin with. We're so thinking Bo Dallas and Liv. Liv, absolutely. And then I know there's another two on top of that who are being brought in from Ring of Honor who have been backstage all week that you and I also agree would yeah. be good fits. Yeah. Vinny from Impact and Ring of Honor and Dutch, who was his tag team partner, got a good look at him. Here's a fun fact. So, producer Joe, I don't know if he's watching right now or not, but he's doing the PWI segment again next week with the PWI 500. I actually bought the PWI 
PWI 500 today. I was at Stop and Shop. I was bored. I'm like, eh, let me pick it up. You know, some old time sakes. Check this out. And there was a section. It was called Experience. And who had experience? They had Doug William and all his years on it. Vinny Marcello was in there. He's been wrestling for 24 years. Yeah, he seems like he's still relatively new because he spent most of his time on the independence and then with Ring of Honor. But yeah. the guy knows what he's doing. He's all about his character, too. I think Vinny and Dutch would be a great addition. Live and Bo. And then, I don't know, maybe that last guy would be like an Eric Rowan or somebody. It could be Eric Rowan. There's another gentleman, because you got to remember, Impact Wrestling released three people this week, two of which I heard the kingdom are going to AEW when we're at Dark this week. But there's a third member there that would be a pretty damn good fit into the Bray Wyatt group also. What about PCO? Exactly. How, how good would PCO be inside of the Bray Wyatt compound? He's another one that would fit, you know? And, and is, is Triple H going to let them use some of their gimmicks? Like, you know, I can see Triple H using some variation and let PCO is his own gimmick. And I could see Hunter maybe allowing something like that to go on. I don't feel like he's like a Vince where he needs to control every minute detail. What, what are you going to turn him back into a Mountie? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't see that happening. My God, no, you have to let him be PCO. He yeah. got over as PCO. The people absolutely love this guy. He's a monster. You can't send him back to. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. I will see what happens. I'm excited for that tonight. And I think, you know, there's speculation that it could be the Wyatt, you know, maybe five, him and four other people of this six. Well, and... well the, bulk, the bulk of the speculation about Liv is due to her actual personal life and the fact that she is dating Bo Dallas. And of and... course, Bo Dallas being the brother of Ray Wyatt, that's where that speculation actually comes from. And then she showed a little bit of a darker side as the weeks have gone on. Right. And the fact that she basically... She was, yeah, smiling as she was passing out. And they did some kind of backstage segment with her after the pay-per-view on YouTube for the website. And she was apparently, like, in a secluded room and acting kind of a little more darker. So, yeah, I can definitely see some stuff happening there. Yeah, basically, they're just going to replace Alexa Bliss with her. Yeah, well, and if you think about it, he's going <laughs> to primarily be on SmackDown and you're keeping yeah. Alexa Bliss on Raw. That's how you do it. Exactly. Uh, you have to have them away from each other so that people forget about it. Yeah. I mean, it's a good opportunity for Liv. I'd like to see how she does with this. Oh, 100%. And it's a way to make her stronger when she's a little bit more petite without being overtly. It worked for Alexa Bliss. I mean, Alexa Bliss is on the petite side and all of a sudden people believe that she could take down these monsters. So Before we get started on this list today, I gave you some people to watch out for and I told you to keep out an eye out too on this list. But these lists are all over the way. There's so many different wrestlers who could be dream matches for MJF. And I thought that was interesting because MJF, because of his personality and and the way he conducts himself, he would make a great opponent for a lot of people. Well, it seemed like people went back and forth. You have the matchups because people want to see him on the mic versus certain people. Right. And then you have the matchup because he does actually work well in the ring. And then he can wrestle different styles. He's not just a technical wrestler. He can get in there and brawl it up a little, too. I agree. My first list is actually Simon. I got to go back to my list. Simon Bone from the Mothership, I believe. Let me get back to my list here because it blacked out. We have Simon Bomb from the Mothership. He's got Brian Danielson, which of course is a great matchup. Sami Zayn, I think that would be a fun one. Seth Rollins, Edge, which could be twisted, and Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Oh, Roman Reigns. He was a big vote getter last week, even though we didn't give it to him. Oh yeah, he almost came in second. <laughs> There's two interesting ones on that for different 
different reasons to me. One is actually Sammy. I think that depending upon how you let Sammy play it, that that could be a hell of a mic battle and wrestling matches. And then Edge, depending upon if he's going babyface or heel, this could be a hell of a match. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what some the thing is that it like you do this MJF character. Like I there's I think some list I gave you where somebody put down like Abdullah the Butcher versus MJF, and we'll see if that comes out. But it's like to me, I thought about that when I saw it. I'm like. MJF with like a heel Abby going after him, but like he was a heel too, like playing the coward. Like that would be fun. You could have some fun with that. It could definitely be fun. Plus you don't know what MJF's going to say on the mic. MJF could just be like, yeah, like I'm afraid of this fat chicken wing eating bastard from this. And and if you're wondering, that's a play on the fact that Abby used to have a restaurant that actually served chicken wings and Chinese food. So before, before we start getting letters that you think I'm being racist. Oh, no, 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 no. I know what you're doing. Yeah, but, yeah, know, but I want to make sure the fans know so we don't start getting all the letters. Okay. I think the thing with MJF is, like, with Abby, ideally, you'd want to see Abby in his prime versus MJF. And yeah. Abby that owned that restaurant was probably not in his prime. So. Abby was in his prime for about 40 years. So <laughs> I know he did the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, he, and it's not like he was in better shape when he was in his prime. Yeah, this is true. I'm sure he moved around a little better. But... Yeah, he did the same thing. All right, I got Steven Das Brown. He comes up with a lot of lists for us week after week. Hot take, MJF isn't a very good wrestler. But wow. still, Blair, Eddie Guerrero, Roddy Piper, CM Punk, Triple H. Obviously, we've seen Punk. I will say this about Steven Das Brown. I like the fact that he did give us his opinion, but he still made sure to give us a list. Like, he kept yeah, it I, I, I am going to disagree. I, I don't think you've seen... I've seen MJF, MJF when he was on the Independence. And you saw him wrestle a little bit more on the Independence because obviously you have to do more wrestling i think that the way they've projected him in aew i could see where it could lead you to believe that he can't wrestle but i think you would be surprised if you saw him in a high quality match i agree now did you get those names on the list i think there was some i could read them again because i was thinking about i don't know if you got to take them down oh no i got them all right yeah i wasn't counting punk Uh, yeah don't count punk <laughs> What's the next one? The next one, I've got Scott McCaskill. He's actually also from the Mothership Facebook group. He's got Goldberg. He's got Brock Lesnar, Bruiser Brody, Abdul the Butcher, and Dusty in a cowbell match. I, I don't know if he means a bull rope match where it has the cowbell on it. Mm-hmm. Or if they're just going to have one cowbell just hitting I, each other. I love that they that MJF gives people like this idea, like thinking like Dusty versus him because the the promo battles you could have with a Dusty, but also MJF just selling for a Dusty. I think that's one thing we don't talk about. We talk about how MJF is like that old school promo guy. He's kind of an old school seller too. Like the way he sells, it kind of reminds me a little bit of a Terry Funk. When he gets in the ring and he, because he's the heel, he gets in there, he bumps his ass off for people and is very good at making people look good when they make their big comeback. I agree. All right. I'll raise you uh, your Scott with another Scott, friend of the show. He's got Rowdy Piper. Keep an eye out for that. Bret Hart, Mr. Perfect, Eddie Guerrero. Because MJF said he wasn't interested in any dream matches with New Japan. Justin Liger. We have a special appearance from Kitchen Kitchen Liger. Honorable mention, I'd like to see MJF as the ultimate babyface versus the final solution. If you're going to do an honorable mention, you have to make sure to call it the Jake rule. Secondly, I would like to point out one thing. It's not just friend of the show, Scott. He's actually 
good friend of the show, Scott. Good friend of the show, Scott. Yeah, don't you downplay how good of a friend that man is. Best friend of the show, Scott. <laughs> ah, that's right. Best friend of the show, Scott. And then we also have, I assume I'm going next, Christopher yeah. Colmu for the Mothership Facebook group. He's got Nick Aldis, which would be a good one. He's yeah. got Dax Hardwood, which we would enjoy. Now, I like what he did here. He put 1982 Nick Bockwinkle. So that we wouldn't think he was talking about Commissioner Nick Bockwinkle from WCW. That's very nice. He also put 1993 Jerry Lawler. Now, at this point, I'll debate with him because I see what he's doing here. He thinks that 1993 on the mic in WWF was the Jerry Lawler that was the best actual person to go up against him. I actually like Memphis Jerry Lawler better and believe that 1983 would be much better suited. And then we've got 1987 Kurt Henning, which is an interesting one because I don't think Kurt was as good in 87 as he was in 88. So shame on you. Now, by the way, this person, Christopher, did it the right way. The Jake rule in effect here, he's got Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler could bump his ass off. MJF could bump his ass. It'd be like a battle of who's trying to bump the most there. Exactly. Mike Flynn, friend of the show, he's got Austin. The promos would be incredible. Piper, Flair, The Rock, Triple H. MJF is definitely a character driver over in the over in ring. So that's who I would go with just for the promos and the build. So that's how he thought about those particular people. Nice. Well, we have Kenny Culler coming up next, and he's got. He'd love to see Punk versus MJF again. Mm-hmm. He'd like to see Owen Hart versus MJF. He would love to see Rey Mysterio versus MJF, and then he put Punk for a third time <laughs> you really and he didn't and he, so he gave us four with two being the same and did not give us a fifth one okay that's all right so we won't worry about that i got zach st john friend of the show whoa 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 whoa, whoa. that's mrs st john's favorite baby boy to you uh, yes sir he's got mjf versus randy savage oh that's a good one mjf versus brett hart brett on another list here he's got mjf versus hulk hogan more because i think it would have been he would have been a great heel to the 80s Hogan to see that. I think he would have been reminiscent of almost like a Ted DiBiase character to I Hogan. I don't know if I mentioned Steve Austin to you as a guy we should put down, but Steve he Austin. Did not. Yeah, he's another guy. I want to say that's three or he four. Two. two. Okay. And yeah. Seth Rollins. There you go. So, so far, you actually have a three-way tie for first place. All right. Rowdy, Roman, Austin, Triple H, and then Rock's got one. Interesting. So, I've got Brandon New booking the Territory Facebook group. Now, he's got one that is actually going to make my list on there, so I'm a little annoyed that I'm reading this. He actually, actually has got two. That son of a bitch. He's got Gino Hernandez. Yes. He's got Rowdy Piper. He's got Shawn Michaels. He's got, God, he's got three of them. He's got Jake Roberts, and he's got Nick Bockwinkle. I assume he means Commissioner Nick Bockwinkle, though, and not 1982 Nick Bockwinkle. (laughs) All right. I realize I never came up with a list for this show, so I'm going to do mine right now on the spot, and I'm going to come up with a person I haven't heard so far mentioned today, Brian Pillman. Loose cannon Brian Pillman, who I feel like MJF probably took some of his routine from, would definitely make a great uh, opponent absolutely who who doesn't like brian pillman especially as a loose cannon yeah. although who doesn't prefer when he teamed up with tom zink over the loose cannon version go bangle tights <laughs> i love the bangle tights actually that was great so brian pillman would be one here's an old school name i'm gonna throw out there just for fun cowboy bill watts yeah that'd bill be watts. fantastic <laughs> he would have wow. worked that great. <laughs> yeah, they would have worked well together. Here's another name. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Ultimate babyface. He would have had definitely would have had good matches. Another ultimate babyface, Ricky Morton. Ricky Morton would have been a good one. 
And finally, just to be different, because I know these people are going to all get votes. I don't want to go with the top vote getters. Kevin Von Erich. Oh, nice. So I, I'm going to show you something here without showing you my list. I had Kevin on my list, <laughs> and I crossed him off. Okay. I, I actually eliminated him for somebody else, and I think you're going to pop for who I crossed him off. Why don't we go with your list then right now? We can. I've got Piper. Okay. I've got Seth Rollins. Yep. Gino Hernandez. Jake Roberts, because I think the promos would be absolutely incredible. Yes. And now I went with one. We talked about this gentleman yesterday. Mm. I went with Andy Kaufman. I, You know, it's so funny you said that. I didn't really, as we were talking about Lawler earlier a minute ago, and you were talking about Memphis Lawler in the heel, I'm like, fuck, Andy Kaufman. That episode was so good. And I thought about it, but I'm like, ah, it's too far out there. But I crossed off Kevin Von Erich and actually went with Andy Kaufman instead because I think that the two of them would have been absolute magic together. I mean, I can't disagree, you know? I mean, the two of them as like, like if, if Kaufman could have like been a mouthpiece, not that MJF needs yeah. it, but working together would have been fantastic. Oh, absolutely. And and I'm not going to lie to you. If it wasn't for the territory stories that we saw, if it wasn't for that show, mm. I'm not sure Andy would have po- popped into my head when I was writing this list. Did you end up watching it? I did. I ended up watching it. I thought it was phenomenal. By the way, if anybody out there is a fan of old school wrestling, and or if you just a, want to know more about wrestling and where it came from, check out this show, please. What's it called? It's the territories. Is it? It's, I can't remember if it's booking the territories or no. territory stories or. But but the show itself literally goes into everything you need to know about the territories that turned into what we see today. And you see a lot of the young stars before they were the mega stars of the eighties and nineties in those territories tales from the territories tales from the territories exactly yeah so and it's on by and they did actually the first two are basically memphis related the first one's completely on memphis wrestling and some of the wild stuff that happened there and then the second one is all about jerry Lawler and kaufman and to hear Lawler account how andy kaufman just kept laying in the ring after he power dropped him and he's like kind of stalling like waiting for him to get up and then samuda andy kaufman's friend comes up to him and he's like calling ambulance and Lawler's like it'll cost money for that or not paying for that and then Kaufman said he'll pay for the ambulance and Kaufman stayed in traction at the hospital for days like his commitment to getting this over was incredible well, the funny thing is, is that a lot of people's first memories of Jerry Lawler are coming to ECW and bad-mouthing the crazy stuff they were doing in ECW. If you go down and you watch the Tales of the Territory and you watch the crazy stuff they were doing in the Memphis Territory, you'll see how hypocritical it was and exactly how much of a 180 that Jerry Lawler had done and all of a sudden calling out all these crazy things and calling out the... He literally was that person in the late 70s and the early 80s before he came to Vince. Absolutely. Yeah, Laura was something else. It, it, it's definitely worth the episode. Well, that was a nice little detour. Let's get back to the list. I got Alex Lorenzo, and he's got for top MJF opponents, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin makes another list. The Rock, Roman Reigns, Adam Cole, and Johnny Gargano. Nice. So, speaking of territories, I've got Albert Bettis from Booking the Territory Facebook group, and he's got Rowdy Piper. Yes. Now, he's got a good one that I'm sad that I haven't heard more or that I didn't think of. He's got Raven. Raven? What about Raven? Yes. He's got Ricky Steamboat. Awesome. He's got HBK, and then he's got Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Roman continuing to make this list. Anthony Laterra. He's got Rowdy Piper. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, Austin's killing this. The Rock. Also, The Rock's making quite a few, too. <laughs> Triple H. 
and Kurt Henning. So to give you an idea as to how tight this is, we've got Rowdy Piper with five right now. Roman Reigns, Austin are tied with four. Rock and Triple H both have three, and HBK with two. It really says something, at least with our fan base too, that if anybody is wondering, like, is Roman Reigns over? All these dream matches the last few weeks, Roman is like one of the top vocoders. He's in the top three in the last few weeks. Yeah, he finished third last week. Good job, Roman. The votes were number one, but anyway... Coming up next, we've got Pat Oates. Now, I love Pat, and the reason why is not only is he a friend of the show, but quite frankly, he's the only guy I know who makes me look happy-go-lucky. Yeah. We've got Jake Roberts, which is a great call on his part. We've got The Undertaker, Randy Orton, which would have been great psychology. He's got Triple H, and he's got The Rock. So we now have a four-way tie for a second place. Interesting. Well, I'll hit you with those lists there. We'll see here. I've got two lists remaining. All right, I got three. Randy Oscar. He's got Eddie Guerrero, Scott Hall, Rowdy Piper, Jake the Snake Roberts, and Ricky Steamboat. The funny thing is, I think if we were keeping track, that Jake and Ricky might be right up there with these guys also. That'd be catching up. Philip Griffin, he's got a list. He's got The Miz. Oh, that's funny. Shawn Michaels, The Rock, Edge, and Ric Flair. Nice. I might have told you to keep out for Flair, but I don't think Flair's on as many lists as that. No, guy. I don't think he's actually made his main list. I've only remember hearing his name twice. Yeah. Now, I've got John White. John White has got Edge. He also has The Miz. Randy Orton, Roman Reigns coming back with another one. Now, he's got Seth Rollins, and then he's got the Jake rule, and this one won't count because it is the Jake rule. He's got Rowdy Piper. Otherwise, Rowdy Piper would have gotten another vote there. That's all right. Rowdy's got plenty of votes to spare here. Final guy for me here. I got Griff Borden. I thought you were going to say Griff Garrison. I was like, all right. Yeah, Griff Borden. Uh, He's got Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Rowdy Piper, The Rock, and Triple H. I feel like we kind of missed the boat a little bit with Seth Rollins also. Yeah, I mean, The Rock, Triple H, and Seth Rollins. You might have, I don't know if you started keeping track of The Rock and Triple H, but. Well, Triple were- H and The Rock, I was keeping track of the whole time. Okay, okay. Yeah, they were killing it. And then I've got finishing up strong with the one, the only, ladies and gentlemen, producer Joe. And he's got Roman Reigns, because why wouldn't he? Seth Rollins with another one. Jeff Jarrett. There's an interesting one. He's got Jonathan Gresham. And here's the one that he got me with, Flip Gordon. Flip Gordon, huh? (laughs) I'm pretty sure we may have seen Flip Gordon versus MJF at some point on the independents. On the Indies? Yeah, I think that might happen for sure. So let's go to the tallies, ladies and gentlemen, because who doesn't enjoy a good tally whacker? We've got Rowdy Piper. He's actually tied now with Roman Reigns for seven. Okay, so Rowdy. The Rock is in second place with six. Triple H with five. Austin with four. And then HBK with three. Okay, so Rock and Triple H are basically, okay. So and then, if, if you want to be official, Rowdy and Roman are one and two because they're tied. Yeah. And then Rock actually has the third most. Let's do a tournament style. Let's add in Triple H for a minute here. And if it was a tournament style, we would do a seeding. So Triple H would be last and rowdy and roman i will say rowdy will get the number one seed because it's he's not here so yeah I'm, if you're gonna if yeah if you're gonna do it seed wise i think it's rowdy versus triple h and roman, and roman versus the rock all right so who uh, doesn't want to see roman versus the rock i i would yeah well, we might get to see that so I, I will say we're gonna kick out rock and kick out Triple H. And yes, unfortunately, I, as great as both of those are, yeah. I think that it's just more the way that Roman is right now. I think he's on fire. Yeah, Rock got more votes, so we'll keep him as the third spot, and then we'll have Roman and Roman and Piper battle out for number one. And I feel like this is almost a repeat of last week in the sense that 
Like, I love Roman, but Roman, we could see Roman versus MJF at some point. Like, we don't know that, but it is a possibility these two might cross paths. And whereas I don't think The Rock and Rowdy are ever going to cross paths with MJF, unless MJF goes to visit Rowdy's gravesite. Would you like to put The Rock in, actually, over Roman and put him in a number two spot? I actually would, and the reason why is because, like you said, we could see Roman. It's not a dream match if it could possibly happen. Yeah, I mean, it is. uh, We haven't seen it, but in a sense, if you're comparing it to what's we know won't ever happen yeah i I agree with that i I think if the rock's ever going to work again it's going to be one more time and it's going to be with roman reigns right i agree with that all right so rowdy piper is definitely the dream match here and i think man you put this rowdy as a heel or mjf as a baby face or mjf as a heel you put those two against on the mic versus each other and then throw them into a match with a dog collar i think we're going to be good to go yeah i think they would tear it up too that's it rowdy piper number one dream match for mjf any closing thoughts for this week yeah tune into all our social media and we'll be hitting you with some of that soon all right guys i'm pulling a plug on this <laughs> working fans podcast check us out on youtube twitter you name it audio we're around we're the big dogs check us Don't out miss- all right so that wraps us up for this week thank you again for listening to the working fans podcast so as always you can find us on twitter at fans working our facebook page is working fans wrestling pod we have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also that's working fans wrestling pod at gmail.com follow us on instagram working fans wrestling underscore pod and then as always please Continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you as